0: Dr. Ron here, host of Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored. Currently bringing you episode number two eighty-three, with co-host Dr. Jerry Smith. Welcome, everyone. Glad to have you aboard. Thank you for uh, watch uh, watching us. Yeah, that's terrific, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to us. The podcasts have been numbers have been rising. I want to thank Dr. Wong for his two appearances on the program. I hope you got a lot of information listening to uh, his commentary on enzymes and uh, testosterone, et cetera. And he, he's been one of our most uh, famous guests right now, with a lot of people listening to his program. So I want to thank everyone for listening and I also have an attitude of gratitude that I ask you to have every week so with an attitude of gratitude thank you for listening remember ladies and gentlemen that feeling of gratitude makes us see things from a more optimistic point of view being optimistic has been shown to lower blood pressure help you get a better night's sleep increase longevity it also helps us bounce back faster any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. That being said, let's have a big shout out for Dr. Dan, whose birthday is today. Happy birthday, Dan. And let's introduce our co-host, Dr. Jerry Smith. Uh, get his microphone on here. Dr. Jerry, good afternoon.
1: It is a good afternoon. And, uh, if Dr. Dan's listening, all the best, and he's probably 39 today. That's what I heard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's been 39 for 50 years. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, tonight we're going to attend on this program. I'm going to start out, off by uh, asking you a question Are you being embalmed alive? Now, we've heard from Dr. Jerry Smith about uh, embalming. Uh, the embalming of teeth and putting them back in your mouth with root canals. We're going to take a little different slant on that today. We're going to talk about something to the effect that if it's natural, is it safe? And happiness, we want to talk about happiness as a lifestyle. And we want to talk about some current topics of the day, including the flu vaccine, uh, cholesterol and dr jerry has some uh, issues he wants to talk about and just as a follow-up um, it just was reported from bloomberg that italy remember we talked about italy a couple weeks ago and how uh, people live to be a hundred and that uh, Ansel keys the one that the doctor that brought us uh, cancer obesity diabetes and heart disease he retired there i guess he realized that uh, his, his his falsified work uh, uh, wasn't good enough for him, so he went to a place where he could live in style. And he lived to be 100. So Italy has been ranked, ladies and gentlemen, as the second healthiest country in the world. Uh, and so what is first? What is the first one? Dr. Jerry, what, what do you think would be the number one? Japan? Uh, pretty good. Singapore?
1: Singapore, close.
0: Singapore. Singapore, Italy, Australia, Switzerland, Japan. Israel, Spain, Netherlands, Sweden, and Germany. Uh, Did I miss anybody? The United States. The United States isn't on there. Australia came in number three. We don't even rank in the top ten. Not even in the top ten. So, uh, (laughs) that's why we ask you, ladies and gentlemen, please, please be the CEO of your own body and, uh, Try and be healthy, which, which is not just the absence of disease. It's actually doing something uh, more positive for yourself. So let, let's start off by uh, talking about uh, are you involved? There's, there, there's a product that's been around since the 1800s. You know why? They, what they did with it then? They preserved the bodies of Civil War soldiers. Yeah, even Vladimir Lenin is pumped full of this stuff in his museum, in the mausoleum. Formaldehyde, ladies and gentlemen, is a funeral director's best friend. But no one would have predicted that it would be used on the living. But that's exactly what's happening. We're surrounded by formaldehyde. Would you believe that? It's in everything, in the air we breathe, in our homes, to the foods we eat. And, you know, they're going to tell us formaldehyde is safe and it's found in nature. But there's nothing natural about pumping you full of a chemical used to preserve dead bodies. And you need to act fast. All right, You want to be, keep your lovers safe. You're probably surrounded by household items that contain formaldehyde and release it as a colorless gas. Your furniture is made out of particle board, plywood, fiber board that contains formaldehyde resins. Formaldehyde could even be in the walls of your home if your insulation is made out of UF foam. If your seats are permanent, sheets are permanent press, permanent press sheets, the kind that are wrinkle free, you're sleeping with formaldehyde. You know that new car smell? That's also formaldehyde. The chemical that is lurking in various glues and adhesives, paper product coatings, and cigarette smoke, formaldehyde. Breathing it in isn't the only way you could be exposed to this, this chemical. It's supposed to be reserved for the dead. Remember, they use that to, re- to embalm bodies, but it could wind up on your dinner plate and down your gullet. It's unbelievable, but formaldehyde is used in some foods and food packaging. And although the artificial sweetener, aspartame, does not contain this chemical, it eventually breaks down into formaldehyde. So there are some scientists uh, uh that don't know what this type of constant exposure to low levels of formaldehyde can do to you. But what it can do to rodents, let's, let's talk about that. Rats that have inhaled formaldehyde have developed cancers of the nasal cavity and leukemia. One study showed an increase in stomach tumors in rats that drank formaldehyde. Mice that absorbed formaldehyde through the skin were more susceptible to developing cancers from other causes. If you use tainted cosmetics... Gosh, if they come from China, they can't be tainted. Lotions or other personal care products, you could develop an itchy red rash that can get so bad it erupts into blisters. But they're not so easy to avoid. According to the FDA, nearly one in five cosmetics contains preservatives that releases formaldehyde. And guess what? The FDA doesn't restrict how much formaldehyde or formaldehyde-releasing preservatives can be in them. So look for formaldehyde ingredients. And I got this from the Environmental Working Group, ewg.org. There's, And I can't, I can't even pronounce some of these. Okay, like 2-bromo-2-nitropropane-13-diol, quaternary-15-amidazolium-urea, DMDM-hydantoin. Okay, you got to look at ewg.org. If I can't pronounce it, it's not good. So your liver does most of the work, as we've been telling you, in helping your body to eliminate toxins, including formaldehyde. So give it a boost with a good liver support formula. Okay, Dr. Jerry has been talking about this for years now. Okay, so, and protect yourself from damage that formaldehyde can do while it's in your system. And they recommend that you take melatonin at night, the sleep hormone. It's been shown to protect kidneys, from oxidative damage and even brain damage from the formaldehyde toxicity. So that's my opening uh, monologue. And I, it reminded me that I had a dear friend uh, that uh, because of some medical issues is uh, has to undergo an MRI. And I just told him today, do not take a, a enhancing uh, substance called gadolinium. You know, the Europeans already have have banned it. They, there's other options. But you, uh, does anybody remember Chuck Norris? You know, he's had to give up his film career to care for his wife, Gina, who is suffering from kidney and memory problems as well as muscle wasting that they believe is, is directly linked to several gadolinium-enhanced MRIs. So the specialists that I read say... Tell, tell me that there are other options. You don't have to be injected with this gadolinium. The radiologist can, can has options to read your MRI. So the choice is always yours, uh, and you always have to ask, how necessary is it? Just, just so you know, it's highly toxic. It's linked to us. eye, skin, ear, nose, and throat problems. It's not completely excreted by your kidneys, as we were told years ago. It has turned up in the brain as well as brain tumor biopsies and other body tissues. It has been linked to the rapid growth of cancer cells, and it has a host of health problems in people who were perfectly fine until they were injected with this. And this awful syndrome called nephrogenic systemic fibrosis, it turns the skin thick and hard like wood, often causing paralysis, often something that may Potentially be avoided if only you, you, you know what to ask for and what to look for. so uh, let me uh, uh, just just pause for a second here and, and uh, uh, just tell you that you know our, our, our next week we have Dr. Uh, Mr. Phil Safer on the program. He's been also a very popular guest here. He uh, is the president and CEO of Alexa. Uh, and they make a sylvanic uh, co- uh, colloidal silver maker, which uh, you know is a lifesaver around our house. Uh, we take it every day. Uh, it, it's great for sinus infections, for the flu. Uh, just just uh, spraying it on your bed sheets in the morning and letting it evaporate, uh, keeping uh, your 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 bed clean. Putting in shoes. I use it in my infrared sauna. I'm spray that down when I'm out of there. So uh, he has brought us <laughs> methylene blue and a lot of other interesting uh, products. So we're and he's been at two to a couple good shows. So he'll be an interesting guest next week. So, Dr. Jerry, I'm not, I don't want to take everything up here, but I sure, sure do want to hear what you have to say about today. And, and then I'm, when, you, when I come back, I want to just talk about the CDC, because I think the CDC bought too much flu vaccines this year and, and they're having trouble getting rid of them
1: they should run a special 20% off on your other inoculations. They should give you package deals. You know, you can get extra miles if you get injected on Tuesdays. <laughs> Come on. This is good PR. <laughs> Buy one, get one, right? BOGO. Exactly. Or 60,000 miles if you get three vaccines, extra vaccines. Yeah. But uh, just to add – you know, very important point that you mentioned about the formaldehyde. You know, people think that uh, you know there's far removed from their exposure to these toxins. But next time you're in a restaurant and you reach for that aspartame or, or Equal, guess what, people? It breaks down into formaldehyde, formic acid, and methanol. Wonderful. So yeah, people who think that they're, you know, saving calories by drinking this synthetic crap or excuse me, uh, sweeteners, um, <clears throat> you're actually embalming yourself at a at a low rate, and you probably will get a discount when you get the, to the mortician. Um, <laughs> it's nuts. <laughs> it you can't make this stuff
0: up. <laughs> no, that's why I, you know I, I I got this title from you from the from the root canals. Are you being embalmed alive? I mean, it's crazy.
1: Right. It's crazy. Yeah, dentists are one of the biggest terrorist groups on the planet. (laughs) You know, in Italy, honest to God, Dr. Ron, there's a a small town in Italy that the people know that if they go to the dentist, they don't live as long.
0: (laughs) 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 And I I was ready to later on in the program tell people that if they have periodontal disease, they better get it Get it fixed because that is that will help them to avoid the flu better than the flu shot now, but not in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: you know
0: something else I got to come back to too because it's just, I I I was I just ladies and gentlemen I just traveled up the Pennsylvania back and I can't tell you that that I wanted to jump on some of these parents that have the cell phones uh, in their in their uh, women have it in their bras. Uh, guys that have it between their legs, uh, students having their uh, phone or their laptops right on their on uh, their private areas, uh, all the chemicals used in the soaps. Uh, I mean, on and on and on. No wonder we're so sick. So I want to come back to that, Doctor Jerry, when you're you're done. I want to talk about yeah. You know, we always talk about cholesterol and statins, okay? But how okay. how how can low cholesterol co- cause you
1: harm? I want to talk about that. Okay, well, just as a quick uh, little insert here, my two cents worth, you know, with all this radiation, you know, do you have a glow in a dark toilet seats where women wouldn't have glow in a dark breasts? It's going to be the latest. <laughs> 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 the greatest thing. I mean, you can't, Botox won't even do that stuff for you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I now, love it. So, you know, we we're talking about medical news and, and people, you know, I, I feel so badly, but um, we got to bring this stuff out because the 11 o'clock news will not cover this type of information because it offends their advertisers. But like Dr. Ron always says, we don't have any advertisers to offend, so, you know, let's throw it out on the table. So item number one, a clinical review confirms a simple little herb, ginger, serves as a viable antidote and protective agent against fatal poisoning such as pesticides, environmental pollutants, heavy metals, bacteria, fungal, toxins, and even some cosmetic products and medications. And studies have also shown that ginger to be protective against radiation damage and an effective, inexpensive way to detox the liver to help fight disease. I mean, you don't need expensive medications. I mean, simple things like ginger, um, uh, cayenne, you know, it, it, if you can't handle the hot pepper, you know, you have cinnamon. These are natural antioxidants. Mm-hmm. I mean, I make a little drink in the morning, and I take a quarter of a teaspoon of ginger, turmeric, um, cayenne, uh, and uh, cinnamon, and I, I throw um, what you call it, uh, the cayenne and the um, chocolate, the uh, cocoa, 100 percent pure. And, and some raw honey, and I put hot water in there, and that—that's what I drank in the morning, and I'm good for like four hours, and and I have all these antioxidants, oh, and I, I throw some anti-parasitic stuff, the uh, cloves, powdered cloves, and it covers all bases, and it's inexpensive when you think about it, and you feel great, you know, you don't have the sludge down with the pancakes and the waffles and the, and the synthetic syrup that you're pouring all over it, so keep. Back to basics. Get back to basics. Synthetic compounds. Yeah, so, so, so
0: Doctor Jerry. Just, just so that's that actually kills a lot of birds with one stone, and it hydrates you because uh, you know as we talked about a few last month, how much water you lose during sleep, how much insensible perspiration. So you get hydrated, you get your antioxidants,
1: and you know you're ready to rock and roll. Absolutely, and it's inexpensive. I mean, you don't need a. You know, a big pocketbook to do this stuff. What you got to do is, you can go online. You can buy these high quality, uh, you know, spices, and um, and plus the the cayenne has anti cancerous properties to it. So, I mean, you know, you you got to stop living in fear because the answers are out there. Once you understand the problem, see, then it's the solution is relatively simple. You know, and that's the name of the game is.
0: It really so, is, and, and you know, you bring another point. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but okay. you bring up a point that Dr. Wong stressed uh, during his program. Uh, he uses pharmaceutical grade ingredients in his products, made in America. I think that's really important. You, you, we all have to be a little bit more careful uh, choosing the, the what, what we put in our in our bodies. From the foods, from the the drugs to the, the supplements, uh, we have to be really careful. Uh, and remember, girls, you use two and a half pounds of lipstick in your lifetime. And a lot of this stuff that comes from China is loaded with heavy metals. And do you do the heavy metal detox that Dr. Uh, Jerry just talked about? I doubt it. All right. I'm yeah, sorry. Dr. It, Jerry. And some
1: of it has lead in it, too, the lipstick. You know, you can't put lead in your gas tank. But you can certainly put on your lips.
0: <laughs> and Dr. Wong wants it in his pencil. <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah. So it, here, item number two: uh, research warning. Chemotherapy causes mitochondrial dysfunction. You know, you, Dr. Ron, you spoke about this in the past. The the, the my, poor mitochondria are like little Idaho potatoes in each cell, and they're the powerhouses. They're the ones that make the energy to run ourselves. And he it, it says there's 268,670 new breast cancer cases expected in the United States this year alone. But what's most disturbing is how the vast majority of these women will get treated with risky surgical procedures and highly toxic therapies like chemo. I mean, people don't understand. The success rate on chemo is 3% at best on a good day. And most mainstream media outlets refuse to report on the dangers of conventional cancer care. So most cancer patients would be shocked to hear that chemotherapy can increase the risk of heart failure and in many cases, trigger production of secondary cancers. So one of the the main problems stem from how these poisonous medications destroy the health of our mitochondria, the little powerhouses. And again, mitochondrial function is necessary for energy of life. Without the mitochondria, you can't function. And uh, you know, we go over and over and over again. Medications, they're damaging mitochondria, the chemo. It, you know, it causes so many side effects. Why, why do you think these people have mental fog, insomnia, hair loss, mouth sores, poor memory, anemia, decreased weight blood cells? Nausea and vomiting, uh, just muscle weakness in general. It's because these toxic, poison, poisoning, chemotherapeutic agents are damaging our mitochondria the body. And it's that simple, people. Um, you know, when you go into the natural remedies, you're going in the opposite direction. You're enhancing the body's immune system, you know, just like seaweeds. So, you know, even medical doctors will not dispute the, this point about the adverse side effects of chemotherapy. It's a race between killing you and killing the cancer. And it, oftentimes the body, uh, you know, goes into the toilet real fast because most people are weak from the get-go. And if they're given the chemo following surgery, you're, your lowest point in your, in your status of health Plus, they're feeding you garbage in the hospital, all this processed foods. And so putting another big 100-ton uh, brick on you, you, you can't survive. You don't have a snowball's chance at hell. But you also get bragging rights. Of course, my wife got killed by the head of the department at the University of such-and-such. Such. Bragging rights. So anyway, um, the key in this equation is seaweeds. Eating seaweeds offers many valuable health advantages like protection from radiation exposure and low risk of oxidative stress. And in particular, there's a red seaweed, commonly known as GUSO, was shown to be clearly superior to tamoxifen for treating breast cancer. So in a groundbreaking animal study published in the, nutrition, uh, the Journal of Nutrition and Cancer, researchers found that edible red tropical seaweed was more effective than tamoxifen which is an FDA approved gold standard you know uh, poison so in suppressing experimentally induced mammary tumors in rats so you're not going to hear about it on 11 o'clock news your oncologists are not going to tell you about this cuz oncologists are the only specialists that get kickbacks from the pharmaceutical companies on chemotherapeutic drugs what a racket i mean it's like the mafia on steroids um, So the bottom line here is that researchers have found that in the rats, the Red Seaweed Group experienced an astonishing 97% decrease in tumor size. If a pharmaceutical drug achieved this kind of level of success, it'd be all over the newspapers, the radio, the TV, the Internet. But in fact, they have a 97% failure rate. That's why they don't brag about it. In fact, it was shown that patients who refuse chemo, Live four times longer than those that get chemo, and yes, there's a, and you know, elaboration of once in a while you hear someone surviving, and they actually live to talk about it, but they're few and far between. Trust me, uh, the average person, you know, has no quality of life, and they don't talk about that quality of life with the uh, they call chemo brain, brain fog, poor memory issues. Fatigue, insomnia—all these crazy. And these are common symptoms, not you know uh, ones that you, you hardly ever hear about. So, in the in the mid 1980s, Japanese researchers undertook a series of studies and declared that seaweed extracts to be more effective against cancer than conventional chemotherapeutic agents. This was the 1980s, you know. You hmm. got what thirty thirty eight years later, and we're still pumping this poison into people. In, in 2001, a Japanese study found that wakme seaweed suppressed breast cancer, mammillary tumors. And research conducted at the University of California at Berkeley suggests that consumption of bladderwrack, which is a type of brown seaweed, can reduce the risk of estrogen-related cancers. You know, Dr. Wang basically stated, was that 85 to 95% of all cancers are estrogen sensitive. So again, these seaweeds help counteract this, staying away from flax, staying away from soy. You know, if you're a vegetarian and you're eating these type of foods, you're setting yourself up for major, major health issues. And finally, in 2013, a study found that polysaccharides in sargassum uh, vulgare it's a, another type of brown seaweed called hijiki and I used to eat that when I was in macrobiotics, and I think, Dr. Ron, you were in macrobiotics for a while. It inhibited breast cancer tumor growth. How many people are eating seaweed at their dinner table? To be honest with you, when I first tasted this stuff, you know, it was, like, offensive. But like anything else, once you acquire a taste for it, uh, your body, you know, can handle it, and you feel so much better. So the key here is that researchers believe that this fucoidin, which is a polysaccharide found in the red and brown seaweed, which I just mentioned, triggers off apoptosis, or instant death. To the cancer cells, um, the key here is that these seaweeds are excellent sources of other antioxidants like vitamins A, C, and E, as well as a good source of B vitamins and panathenic acid, riboflavin and folic folate. So here's my medical news for you, and um, you know, if you have any extra little inputs, be my guest.
0: Okay, well, we're going to open up. We have a lot of callers on. We're going to open this up a little later. But I I have some good news for you, Dr. Jerry. What's that? Okay, the Harris Poll survey of 2,027 U.S. adults, okay, found that 92% agree with the statement, quote, health is so much more than just not being sick. 73% 73% define health as not being sick, 59% define health as being happy, 56% define health as being calm and relaxed, 53% define health as the ability to live independently. Okay, and they want their physicians to talk more about that. They're their primary care physicians to talk more about physical health and they want to talk less about uh, uh Drugs and, and being sick. So there is some something on the horizon that looks pretty good. Maybe, uh, ho- hopefully, some of our listeners are p- part of this survey. But, you know, health is, is more than just not being sick. And I think that message got through, according to Harris Poll, anyway. And this was uh, November
1: 8th. Well, the key is people are starting to, you know, see the damages uh, of, of traditional medicine. And, and I think that uh, – and I applaud HMO practice because I, I love them because HMO medicine is acting as a catalyst to speed up the demise of conventional medicine.
0: Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it yeah. really is. Guys are retiring. They're getting out. <laughs>
1: That's right. You know, when the hospitals go on strike, the death rate goes down.
0: Yeah, you saw that. You saw that chart from Canada. It was crazy. Physicians strike, and and people live longer. Incredible. Exactly. Well, it yeah. incredible. We know we know about it. But an interesting part about this survey uh, uh, said that fifty two percent said they didn't discuss much more than medical needs. Their physicians didn't. Fifty three percent said they wish their physicians would talk. To them, more about non-medical therapies, including nutrition, acupuncture, massage therapy, and meditation. And we don't talk enough about meditation, but that's something you know, we should do every morning. And 45% said they wish the physician would talk to, with them about why they want to be healthy. So I, I, you know, even though we, you know, we, we, we see, and you and I, because we see, we see all the journals, uh, get, we get depressed about it. But there, there's some hope on the horizon.
1: Well, how can you expect a physician who's holding his uh, iPad in the doorway, halfway running down the hall to see the next patient, talk about lifestyle changes, talk about right. vitamins, which he had maybe three hours of, of education in school. He's up to his eyeballs in trying to keep the insurance companies to, to keep the checks flowing. So, you know, that's not going to happen in our lifetime.
0: No. All right, Dr. Jerry, while I was up in Pennsylvania, a friend of mine uh, expanded a business. And I, I do want to talk about it because it's really great. It's called What a Croc. And uh, What a Croc <laughs> uh, is, a, is chef-crafted food by, prepared by a team of chefs, all starting from scratch and using fresh ingredients with no added preservatives. They, they, they cook this food. I was in their facility while I was up in, in, in Pennsylvania. They cook this food. Uh, they uh, vacuum pack it, they freeze it, they can deliver it and you just place it in, one, in your slow cooker in the morning and when you come home at night, you know you have a a, a fresh meal, not a, not a fast food meal, a fresh home cooked meal. So I want to give this, this company a, a shout. It's called Crock. Their phone number is 484-474-0451. 484-474-0451. They, they are now shipping To 46 states And they have gluten free They have vegetarian They have meal packages Uh, I was so impressed by this whole operation That I said I would give them a shout out On our program today So that's what a crock
1: Yeah Dr. Ron send me their link Because I have a resource section On my ICNR.com website That we like to plug You know businesses That are spiritual Putting out quality food, quality services, so people can have ready, you know, ready access to this stuff, because it's difficult to search this stuff out. You would never find this if, if you didn't mention it.
0: No, and, and that's why I, th- I, I thought it was important that I, not only that the, the, the grandfather of the owner is a friend of mine, but uh, I, it, everything was done so cl- clean and everything was so fresh. And you know what? It gives you a chance if you're a working couple and you have children to have a family meal something you don't see much anymore. You know, uh, the meal's already done. You take it out of the pot. It's got all your fresh ingredients. And so you can uh, enjoy this time with your family. So uh, I I will send you that that, uh, link and that will be at ICNR.com, ICNR.com. Okay, so that's what I mean. I don't have to
1: open up my cat food now for dinner. I can get real fresh food (laughs) cooked for (laughs) me. (laughs) Your cat's going to want this stuff. (laughs) It's going to fight me. (laughs) Yeah,
0: you're going to have to fight your cat. Well, you know, I'm going to jump around a little bit because I want want to. You you mentioned Japanese research. Well, I came across an article that you, you will not find reported many places, but here. And the title of the article is Japanese research exposes statin scam. People with high cholesterol live longer. Uh, it is an incredible article, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I will put this on Facebook page. Uh, it, and it's based on research and on, on, on lots of uh, 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 cited, cited uh, studies. Okay. And the bottom line is and uh, toward the end of the article they say the satin scam don't let it ruin your health the statin scam has been exposed but there are powerful sources at work in the medical system to keep it going and uh there is a documentary that they recommended called heart of the matter the cholesterol myth the heart of the matter it's on youtube ladies and gentlemen heart of the matter just to learn about uh, the satin statin scam we've talked about it we know it's a scam And uh, you need cholesterol once you, you know, cholesterol used to be 300 when everybody was healthy, then they got it down to 250. Now they want it under 200. And as we know, you need cholesterol for your hormones, for your brain. You know, there wasn't as much Alzheimer's disease 30 years ago, but once they, we started getting cholesterol out of our diets and out of our, uh, you know, treating with statin drugs to get it lower and lower and lower, we're having all these diseases. So, well, you yeah, don't like just, vitamin D, go ahead,
1: yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. when I was doing my research, uh I came across this information exactly what you're saying uh people with high cholesterol live longer, and it may seem incredible this statement, but you know we've been brainwashed to this monkey business of under two hundred, which really you know uh, short changes your body in repairing it. But here's a finding of Dr. Harlan Crumholtz of the Department of Cardiovascular Medicine at Yale University who reported in 1994 that old people with low cholesterol died twice as often from a heart attack as did old people with high cholesterol. So it's been, you know, vilified. The documentation is there. You just won't hear it on the 11 o'clock news. And that's why Dr. Ron and myself want to get this information out to people so if they don't make this mistake and get sucked into these lies, these myths.
0: Yeah, very, very few. They estimate less than 1% or 2% of the population that has a genetic uh, deficiency really can use a statin drug. Uh, they are not good for us. We never had rhabdomyolysis before these drugs came out. We did not have as much Alzheimer's disease before the statin drugs uh, were introduced. And they are billion-dollar drugs, and they have been to to uh, their credit very influential in in uh, brainwashing physicians and cardiologists because i doubt whether you could walk into any cardiology office and uh not come out with a statin drug prescription i think Even i if think it's almost impossible
1: it. yeah exactly but they say yeah. like 99% of the people really don't need it
0: exactly so but but they they don't know that and they don't want to admit it and they don't want to take the time to explain the diet actually is very contributes not very much to the total cholesterol. And that cholesterol, as you get older, is an antioxidant. Your body needs it to stay healthy. It needs that, that cholesterol. So, you know, what happens if your cholesterol goes goes too low? Well, first of all, benefit is needed, believe it or not, to prevent aggression, okay? People with low cholesterol have violence in their in their history, okay? Uh, cholesterol is needed to fight cancer. Uh, there's an inverse relationship between cholesterol levels and the risk for a variety of cancers and mortality associated with that cancer. So, gosh, did anybody ever tell you that? And there are lots of references for this. Cholesterol is needed to prevent hemorrhagic stroke. There are two types of stroke, ladies and gentlemen. There's ischemic stroke. Uh, that's when you, have a, you don't have enough blood going to your brain. And oxygen to your brain. Then you have a hemorrhagic stroke that's associated with a rupture of a blood vessel in your brain and bleeding. The risk of the former, in theory, could be raised in the presence of excessive oxidized cholesterol. However, it is the risk for the second, the hemorrhagic stroke, which is increased when cholesterol levels are low. British Medical Journal article titled Assessing Possible Hazards of Reducing Serum Cholesterol, researchers found the only cause of death attributable To low serum serum cholesterol concentration was hemorrhagic stroke, okay? British Medical Journal. Cholesterol is needed for your memory. Low HDL cholesterol has been identified as a risk factor for deficit and decline in memory in midlife, even Parkinson's disease, okay? These neurodegenerative diseases are made worse when your cholesterol is low. And as Dr. Jerry just said, cholesterol is needed for longevity. There was a study published uh, in the JAMA, uh, they're talking about telomere length. That's the, your 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 DNA uh, length of the, the 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 telomeres associated with your chromosomes. Okay, the lower your cholesterol, the 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 less you the less long you live. Is that a word? Less long. He <laughs> did not live We just made long.
1: it. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and, and cholesterol helps fight infection. Did anybody ever tell you that? Cholesterol-rich diets improve improve patients with tuberculosis. And a leading researcher said cholesterol should be used as a complementary measure in anti tubercular treatment. Cholesterol-lowering drugs, incidentally, exhibit immunosuppressive and potent immunotoxic properties likely in their part to lowering your cholesterol. So uh, the cholesterol is a scam, as the Japanese researchers said it. And I, as Dr. Jerry and I have said it, uh, in, in, I think we devoted two, two weeks of podcast to that. Uh, so uh, okay. And in so reality the low,
1: the, the low cholesterol is actually Worse than the high cholesterol There's 19 large studies Of more than 68,000 deaths That were reviewed by Professor David R. Jacobs and his co-workers From the Division of Epidemiology At the University of Minnesota Low cholesterol predicted An increased risk of dying From gastrointestinal And respiratory diseases
0: Wow Incredible. You cannot make vitamin D, especially in the wintertime, without cholesterol, ladies and gentlemen. You talk about the flu. And there's another reason why you get it. And the propaganda machine, $4.3 billion in the influenza vaccine industry, $4.3 billion, all owned by the CDC. Okay? So we're, there are various things you can do. And we just want to be, be honest with you and tell you that the statistics on the flu shot, at best, at best, for influenza A and B, effectiveness against them is at best 36 percent. And I'm really bending the, the the like doing a tax return. I'm bending the the, the pencil. At best, 36 uh, percent. 71 people have to be vaccinated in order for a single case of influenza to be avoided now people do get sick and they call it the flu but it's not influenza a or b it's another virus no doubt uh because as we get into winter we don't have as much sunshine we don't take our vitamin d we're under a lot of stress we're in in a lot of crowds shopping for the holidays uh, but it's not influenza a or b well you know it's interesting
1: on this note, when's the flu season? It's Halloween to New Year's. When's the the most increased consumption of sugar, alcohol, and processed foods? Halloween to New Year's. In fact, in 1948, Howard Lee Snow, a medical doctor, showed that eating a four-ounce candy bar lowers your calcium level for six days, and calcium is... Bactericidal, it keeps the bacteria And the viruses under control So when you start eating the sugar and the processed foods You're suppressing your immune system
0: huh, Good. That's an excellent point That's an excellent point ladies and gentlemen uh, So I just wanted Just just so you have an, uh, have Knowledge of this There's a relative newcomer in the vaccine lineup It's the quadrivalent Influenza vaccine It's called flu cellbacks uh, Became available 2017-2018, flu season, approved for individuals over age four. Why is this unique? It uses dog kidney cells for production. Dog kidney cells, ladies and gentlemen. Traditionally candidate vaccine strain influenza viruses. The viruses selected for inclusion vaccine have have been produced in fertilized chicken eggs. Okay, now we got them in animal cultures. A new technology, okay, and they're even using insects, army worms. And we don't know how, how we talk about retroviruses. We don't know how uh, these viruses can attach to our cells, our cells and affect our DNA.
1: Well, uh, you know, Judy Mikovits blew the whistle in 1990 on this very same issue when they were growing the, the uh, vaccines on the chicken embryos, and unbeknownst to the manufacturers, They were pulling in these retroviruses, and so she and I think about 20 of her other colleagues blew the whistle. So what did they do? They suppressed all that information. This is 1990 now. They threw her in jail and bankrupted her. She wrote a book called Plague, so you could read all the details, and it's just despicable what the heck's going on between the FDA and the CDC.
0: Wow. Yeah, and and ladies and gentlemen, you know, it – they they have proven that these strains mutate in chicken cell cultures even before they're put into the vaccine the the, the virus they put in the chicken cells changes uh, the, and is different than the one that's in the vaccine it happens right in, in in the culture and the university of Rochester Dr. John Trainer he said, there isn't convincing evidence that this is any better. So why would anyone spend any money to buy it? Cause it's not going to work better. And we don't know the outcome. Plus so the long-term there, effects. That's what I mean. Yeah. Who, who yeah. knows what, what, what's, what's, what, what cancers or whatever, who knows? I mean, you're, you're a living experiment. Uh, our seniors are, are, are so drugged up now. They are, they're a walking experiment for uh, lots of different drugs. So, uh, there are other ways to to prevent the flu, uh, and there are other ways to treat the flu. But one thing you don't want to do is you don't want to take this new $150 drug. Uh, what the heck? I, don't even, I forget the name of it. $150 to save you one day of the flu. One day.
1: And don't take aspirin. When, if you get the flu, because it's going to suppress your immune system, enable the virus to spread faster through your body, and you'll have twice the recovery time.
0: Right. And and, and also you can get the Steven Johnson syndrome from, from taking aspirin with the flu, which is awful, uh, big, plus, big plus things all over your body. So there's been a review. Cochrane. I mean, they've had some, some difficulties, but I think they cleaned up the rack a little bit. But they are the leading reviewers of clinical studies, okay? That's called the Cochrane Review. And they're saying that neither the flu shot nor Tamiflu are of any benefit at all. On the other hand, anecdotal accounts of hundreds attest to the value of taking colloidal silver on a daily basis during cold and flu season. I'm just going to introduce this because we'll have the expert on next week, uh, Mr. Phil Safer, okay? But, you know, we're getting all this hype now, and we would. All these new vaccines, the nasal flu and whatever, and people are saying, "Well, you know, if you don't get it you're uh, you're at fault if somebody dies. Well, if the vaccines work on everybody else, why should I have to worry if everybody else got their vaccine? You mean it's not working for them i i, I don't just don't understand that that logic if there isn't there's no logic there the it's so, the they're to, yeah, I think you're trying to make exactly it, it's scaring you through the social responsibility stuff. So we know from Sherry Tenpenny, uh, Dr. Tenpenny, I should say, uh, she's a well-known vaccine critic. She just has been pointing out the utter futility of depending on flu shots for protection. She wrote this. The Cochrane Collaboration produced a series of articles reviewing the published literature to determine the effectiveness of the flu shot, and nothing substantiating its usefulness was found. Okay, so... We're going to talk about using colloidal silver next week, ladies and gentlemen, because it's something you can do every day, and you don't have to be uh, worried about our gyria. Uh, and uh, Phil's been taking it for years. Uh, we, we use it in our family all the time. Uh, use it on your toothbrushes. You, you inhale it. You uh, use it for sinus conditions and so forth. But I just want you to know that this new flu drug at $150 a pop uh, I think it's called Relenza. Where I'm trying to find my note. Yeah, it is called it Relenza. habit. Isn't that awful? To, to to save one day of the flu and and how about how about the side effects? You know the side effects of these drugs. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that that's what I have to say about the flu. You uh, you know that people say, ask me when's the best time to get the flu shot, and I say never. There's no, no reason why, why to get the flu shot. So, okay. So let's just, just, just summarize a few things and then we'll open up the phones for questions. Uh, When you get up in the morning, you're dehydrated, have a big glass of water, ladies and gentlemen, and and put in some herbs and and spices like Dr. Jerry uses. Okay. Make your bed. So you have a, a a feeling of order into your day. Meditate a little bit, uh, see where you want to, where you want to go for the day. Okay. And, uh, Shut down your, your, your ideas, okay, and then get on with your day. You need to be healthy, pure air, sunshine, rest, exercise, and a good diet. Just remember this, I, uh, not, not in any particular order, but our population is increasing at 0.7% a year. Guess how much chemicals are increasing? 3% a year. And you know what? Only 5% are tested for safety. Isn't that incredible? So ladies and gentlemen, uh, you need a good clean air, you need good clean water, you need uh, supplements, yes, but they should be supplements to a, a good organically based diet and try and get the junk out. Shop around the outside of your supermarkets, not up and down the aisles with, with all this processed junk. Uh, What what do you have to say about that, Dr. Terry?
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. I was just going to give you a couple quick tips to maintain your health. You know, we've mentioned the turmeric and the garlic and the ginger, but berries, you know, raspberries, blueberries, blackberries, strawberries, they're high in vitamin C. You know, dark green leafy vegetables, again, uh, vitamin A and vitamin C. And your anti-inflammatory fats, your EPA, um, you know, your fish oils. It speeds recovery time of any injuries or any flus. So the key is just keep the basics. Keep the basics. You don't need all this fancy hundred fifty dollar, you know, pill drugs nonsense. It's, it's off the chart.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen. We we again we we uh, Dr. Jerry and I talk to each other during the week, and we always try and keep it simple. So we think we end up giving you a lot of information. But the, you know our shows are are archived. You can get them on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, iHeart, TuneIn, Google Play, Alexa even carries our program, Blueberry, uh, and the show is titled Doctor Ron Unfiltered Uncensored. That being said, I see Doctor Dan is online. Let's let's uh, let's bring the birthday boy in here to say hello, and then we're going to take uh, questions from anybody that wants to jump in. Doctor Dan, happy birthday!
2: Thank you. Good afternoon. How you doing?
0: We're doing good. You guys
2: sound good today.
0: Well, we always sound good. We always, we, you know, we we put a lot of work into the show, as you know. And uh, yeah, I don't feel so
2: good because I'm getting old. That's only a state of mind,
1: Doctor Dan. I'm getting older.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I won't even I won't even bring that up. Yeah, you know the golden years, right? They're rusty.
0: (laughs) <laughs> All right, Dr. Dan, I'm going to open up these. I'm going to ask, like, uh, the last four numbers of your phone number, ladies and gentlemen, like 7730. Any, any questions for uh, anyone on the panel?
1: I know it's a Okay, how about 4969,
0: 4969? Yeah. And that's Jerry. And 5686, any questions?
1: Um, the only we... question I have is what does your work mandates you to get a flu shot? don't you talk about a hospital setting correct i would I would suggest that you tell them that the last time you had a shot you had an adverse reaction, or when it's time to go get your shot, say you you have the flu and they they really shouldn't give you the that vaccine if you have a flu or you're ill.
2: Okay, because they mandate that if you don't get it,
1: you lose your job. They fire you. Correct. Yeah, yeah, I would just uh, skirt the issue and say you had an adverse reaction last time, and, you know, that has to be noted in my record, and you don't want a chance getting another adverse reaction or possible anaphylactic reaction. Okay, thank you for the info. Yep.
0: And you might want to t- check out the Dr. Mercola. He did an article on that, at josephmercola.com, mercola.com. And I think if I'm not mistaken, let's see, I have, may have it in here. He did one uh, November 13th. You, might, you know, he has some suggestions for mandated flu shots.
2: Okay. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. All right, uh, Dr. Dan, so uh, did you get your flu oh. shot?
2: <laughs> Me? Oh, I got my flu shot, sure, about uh, 12, 15 years ago. And I got a belt <laughs> on the left side of my face.
1: Well, that I, you got a really easy. This,
2: I mentioned this before, but I'll, but I'll bring it up again on the show. So if anybody missed it, that particular year, I even went to the hospital and I got the flu shot from the people I knew that theoretically had no mercury in it. I got the healthy, theoretical healthy flu shot with no mercury. My wife got sick, as she usually did, after she got the flu shot. And I got this paralysis of of my left side of my face. And I had to go to the dentist, and I went to the doctor's, and I got x-rays and so forth. It eventually went away. And the recommendation that I got from my family doctor at the time in Pennsylvania was never to get a flu shot again for my wife or for me.
0: Now well, you got yeah, and, and you got away easily. I mean, there there are I have I know people that got the flu shot and developed Guillain-Barré syndrome. They got paralyzed. They thought they had polio. Right. You know, and well, it can exactly. do that to you.
1: <clears throat> yeah, yeah the adjuvants. Yeah, the adjuvants can get into the nervous system and cause you know paresthesia or muscle dysfunction and i had a a patient tell me his his father in law went in for a flu shot and he couldn't even walk out afterwards immediately it it affected his nervous system so we don't we don't get flu
2: shots and and i I also try to tell people to be more sanitary with the way they live. wash your hands use the sanitizers especially the 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 silver which, which, of course, we we bought the machine and we make our own silver and we take it every day, you know. And my wife sprays all kinds of things with it. And um, he, uh, Phil's going to be on next week to talk about that. But that's very, very, very important. And people are doing things um, late to prevent the flu and other infections. During the winter, or whenever, when they should be doing it ahead of time to prevent the disease from coming from coming upon them at any time during the year, they just wait too
1: long. Good point made. Absolutely, you know, prevent an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, right? Right.
2: For, for, for instance, we we're, we're told in church when the flu shot comes during the peace sign. Everybody, stop shaking hands. Well, why didn't you stop shaking hands before that? How do you know you didn't spread the flu earlier? Whatever you had, you know, uh, in church or uh, when you when you go to a function and so forth, it's better to tap somebody on the on the shoulder than to shake hands. Really, when you think well, about I, I, it,
0: I, again, I think overall though the the uh, message is eat healthy. Stay hydrated. Do right. not eat all the sugar and processed foods. Okay. Make sure your your vitamin D level is is in the in the optimal range of fifty to seventy. Uh, do things so that you when you you do shake a hand and all you won't be susceptible to getting the disease. So the whole idea is prevention, but it's to start with yourself, uh with you know, clean air, clean water. Uh, a great diet and supplement, especially a vitamin D. And you know, what's interesting. I, I guess I wasn't going to bring it up, but there was an article today. I'll see if I can find it as I'm talking. It says something to the effect that vitamin D uh, was not effective. But when you read the article, uh, it, it, they used just regular vitamin D. They did not use vitamin D3. They did not use vitamin K2 along with it. So the, th- the article was vital disappointment. Vitamin D and omega-3s don't reduce cardiovascular risk. But it was all, the, the, the whole thing was set up to fail because they didn't use the correct kind of form of vitamin D and they didn't use <clears> the K2 with it. So, you know, our, our listeners have to be uh, tuned to the, the, you know, if they have a question about a, a study they see on the mail, on the news or ask us about it, because here's one that it might, might make the news. Vitamin D is not important, but they didn't use the right kind of D. They just like when they did the cancer trials with vitamin C, they only did them in people that failed all the toxic, their, their immune system was shot with the chemo before they gave vitamin C, and they say it didn't work. So some the the they they know how to set up these studies to fail to get the results they want. So uh, that that's my two cents.
2: Yeah, uh, right. one of one of our one of our friends called yesterday, and she said she went to the doctor, and her her vitamin D was forty nine point six. Terrible vitamin D, right? Yeah, the said, her vitamin D was too high. Too so high? She's So mil- she's taking 2,000 units a day, and she was told to decrease it to 1,000.
1: And I so told her, can no, she's where it is. Well, because he yeah, wants she- to give her the flu shot. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> she yeah. wants to uh, get her down 20 to age. 25 or 30 within right. that so-called old normal range and then give her a flu shot and maybe give her one of the... Uh, uh, the
1: new shingle vaccines, too, and the uh, new uh, PrEPNAR-13. Who knows?
0: Hey, and well, you know, we it's interesting,
1: Dr. There, You just mentioned about the shingles. I have a, a secretary who uh, showed me her eczema on her leg today. And when I tested it, she had chickenpox when she was younger. But right. guess what was in, in the psoriasis? It was shingles. No. Yeah, and I see this a lot in these you know, resistant eczema, psoriasis type of lesions, the darn shingles virus is in there and she was itching and scratching. You know, she says at nighttime, it drives her crazy. And when I tested her, and I, I've seen this, you know, I have a case on my website about that. A woman went to the dermatologist, they did the steroids, the whole bit. But when I diagnosed with shingles in, in there and a low thyroid and liver congestion, and we got that cleaned up. You know, she was condemned for a lifelong of, uh, you know, keeping it dry, keeping it wet, whatever the situation manifests. The bottom line was when I pulled out the splinters, it went away in two weeks, eight weeks. I'm sorry, eight weeks.
2: Wow. What, was All this right. the old shingles vaccine, the live one or the, or the new one that's dead?
1: Or even if you didn't get the vaccine and you had uh, chickenpox as a child, the shingles, the the virus is in your body and they don't right. stay there forever, correct? Yep. Yep. Right. Every right, time I you. go
2: to the family doctor I get the my wife and I get the same question. Do you want the shingles vaccine? Well you you have to go to the pharmacy I think for that. Or do you All want right. a pre- I'm, I'm,
0: gonna, I'm gonna break in here because uh, I, I'm gonna okay. exert my prerogative of breaking in because I want want <laughs> everybody to know that Doctor Smith was awarded Uh, a doctor of philosophy and a degree in dental health from the University of Humanitarian Medicine Federation for completing numerous researchers and scholastic peer review publications. So, Dr. Jerry, congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. I almost let that one...
1: Congratulations. Another
0: degree. He's got more degrees than than Carter has liver pills. So he's. Well, he's that's because I have so many good. holes on the wall. I have to cover <laughs> them over
1: with these diplomas and degrees. <laughs> you now before get we in
0: go. Another
2: house to hang up all your awards.
0: Yeah. Right. All right. Be- before we go, we talk today, and you mentioned something to me that I think is really important for our listeners, and that is the association between hearing aids and symptomatology. Because I think, although your patient had headaches, it could be weakness, brain fog, or whatever. Because again, we're talking about EMFs. So if you could just relate that to our audience, and then uh, we'll 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 close it down for the night.
1: Yeah, you know, you the traditional doctors in a million years would never, you know, connect the dots. But I had a chronic headache patient that I came in from Kentucky today, and anyway, he had headache problems for ten years. But I said, was there any period where it got worse? He said, oh, yeah, three years ago. So the bottom line was that's when he got his hearing aids. And when I energetically tested the hearing aids, holding it up at different parts around his brain, he couldn't hold his arms up. And this guy is pretty darn muscular because he's he's rehabbing his, his house down in Kentucky, drywall and the whole bit. And he said, you made a believer out of me. And what was interesting, when I had him hold in his pocket a a diode that emits waves that disrupts the Bluetooth EMFs, he was able to hold his arm up, even though I held the hearing aids up to different parts of his, of his brain. So you can protect yourself, but I'm telling you, it's a sleeper and not too many people are even aware of it. I'm talking about maybe a quarter of 1%. But hearing aids or EMFs, electromagnetic fields and they're going to disrupt your brain function
0: Uh, that's such a great point i I think we should bring that up almost every program for a while because down here in florida there's there almost everyone is wearing hearing aids Uh, and i know one person that after we talked today that had two new hearing aids put in and now he's been he developed vertigo you know iatrogenic. they don't know why
1: well, Before, you know why
0: now. <laughs> now, now I know why, and I can't wait to see him. Hopefully, I'll catch up with him tomorrow, and uh, put him in t- touch with you because he needs he needs to have it neutralized. So uh, yeah, I, th- I think I mean that, that you, you know I, uh, to use your term, it blew my circus today. The more I thought about it after our conversation, I mean this has wide ranging. Uh, applications especially in these so-called i don't know what's wrong with you let me give you an antidepressant or whatever you know when a doctor doesn't know what's wrong with you it must be your you know your nerves or whatever well he just didn't know what to look for and i wouldn't have known what to look for to be honest until we had this conversation
1: well did you uh, was it? Maybe nine months ago, you mentioned about you had a friend. He moved into a penthouse, and then he became really sick. And I, I told you right off the bat, it was the EMFs, because he had all these fancy electronic devices and wiring and whatever. And then when he moved out, his symptoms went away.
0: Yeah. Now, now because he can, he has it all remediated with special paint, whatever. And yeah, yeah that would, I mean, it, so you have to know what to look for. All right, uh, Dr. Jerry, Dr. Dan, thank you all. Uh, it's been a great show. Next week, ladies and gentlemen, is Dr. is Dr. Mr. Phil Safer of Alexa. Dot com. He's the president and CEO. We'll talk about colloidal silver and wherever Phil's mind wants to wander. Like I said, he told talked to us about turpentine, DMSO, uh, balancing, uh, infrared. He has a wide Range of interests, and uh, I think you'll be uh, uh, impressed with his uh, his interview. So, uh, Jerry, Dan, we're gone for the week. See you next week on the radio. Have a good one, ciao, ciao.
2: God bless, you. ciao.
1: Ladies and
0: gentlemen. You've been listening to Dr. Ron, Dr. Dan, Dr. Jerry here on Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored. This is our 283rd podcast. With an attitude of gratitude, thank you for being there. Next week, feel safer. Have a great week. God bless. And
1: ciao.